Do you ever feel like it's impossible trying to run a successful photography business while raising little kiddos at home? I'm here today to show you that it doesn't have to feel impossible. I have been running a photography business for over 11 years, and all of which I had kids while doing it. And it's definitely been hard. I will not lie about that. But it is possible to do both and do them well. And in today's episode, I'm so excited to share with you five tips to running a successful photography business with kids at home. If you're ready, let's get started. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. I cannot wait to get into today's topic. It is one that is near and dear to my heart, something that I have struggled with in the past. Heck, let's be honest, I still struggle with this sometimes. This is not something that we just get over. This is something that is ever-changing, ever-evolving, but I want to help you out by giving you some of my favorite tips today. But before we get started, I would love to take a moment and say welcome and introduce myself. So for those of you that are new listeners, I want to say thank you for taking a chance on a new podcast. And for all of my returning listeners, so pumped to be here with you today. This is my favorite part of the week. Now, for those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform designed to help overwhelmed mom photographers increase their profitability, work less, all while enjoying motherhood. Because let's be real, if you're not enjoying your kiddos, what's the point of having a business, right? We want both. We got into photography so that we could have time freedom, so that we could have financial freedom. And if we're not feeling balanced with our work and home life, then something's wrong and we need to fix that and get back on track. I'm a homeschooling mama of two. I'm juggling two businesses, my brand photography business and my coaching business, all while working only 15 hours a week. So I've learned to be extremely creative, intentional and strategic about the way I spend my time. Now, in addition to this weekly podcast, I have a six month group coaching program called the Side Hustler to CEO. 
I've basically taken my over 10 years of experience and knowledge as a photographer, and I have wrapped it up into what I think is an incredibly dynamic program. So not only does it provide education, it provides accountability and mentoring and coaching all for six months so that you can implement everything that you're learning with support along the way. This program provides you with a simple framework for how to grow and maintain a profitable and stress-free photography business. You can check out more details about this program by visiting thepurposegathering.com. Okay, friends, so before we jump in, pause this episode Find me over on Instagram at The Purpose Gathering and answer this question in my DMs. What is the hardest part about raising kiddos and growing a photography business at the same time? I want to hear what you have to say. This will also help give me ideas for what content you want so that I can create more of it for you on this podcast. Okay, now that you've done that, I am so excited to jump into these five tips for running a successful photography business while you have kids at home. Tip number one is going to be to create your ideal week. It's important that you create some separation in your schedule and that you start to time block out when you want to do certain things. So this is going to take some time, but I want you to just grab a blank sheet of paper and I want you to start to go through each day, Monday through Friday. If you want to do this on the weekends, you definitely can, but I personally only create my ideal week for Monday through Friday. And I set up intentional blocks of time so that I know exactly what I want to be working on during each of those time blocks. Now, this includes your work time, but also it includes personal time as well. And everybody's ideal week is going to look a little bit different but I'll just give you sort of like the rundown of how I have mine set up. So my kiddos usually, well, my youngest wakes up earlier. So between the hours of 6.30 and 7.30, that's typically when he's awake um, or when he wakes up, I have him do playtime in his room. So we have a wake-up boundary where my kiddos can't expect anything from me until 7.30. Um, They are older, ages 8 and 11, um, but I set this expectation really early on, um, so they've grown to just know that that's our wake-up boundary. Again, we homeschool, so our wake-up boundary is a little bit later than most, but then after that 7.30 wake-up boundary, we go into special time. So I like to be able to have 10 minutes of one-on-one time with my kiddos each day. I think it just helps set the day off um, on the right foot. And I just think it's super impactful. Um, So we usually do special time, you know, roughly like 10 minutes each, but then sometimes we do together time. So I've left an hour for that. And then around 830 is when we make breakfast. And then because I homeschool, I have my homeschool segments or blocks marked in here. So I know exactly when I'm doing school with my son. I know when I'm doing school with my daughter. If we're doing separate lessons, I know if we're doing together lessons. I also can put my work blocks in here or anytime I have childcare, like my mom comes and watches the kids once a week. So I'll block that out in here. And I do this all on a Google sheet and then I color coordinate it. So I know that the green is when my kiddos are by themselves 
The orange is when we're all together. So things like meal times, connection time, that special time. If we're driving in the car, for instance, you know, on Fridays we go, I take my kiddos to an enrichment program. So I have drive time in there and I really block out each part of my day. I also put time in there for when I'm going to be doing personal things or when my kids are going to be doing their quiet time, even when they have their shower and when they're going to be changing into their PJs. That's like the same thing, shower and PJs. But it really just helps me at a glance be able to look and see, okay, when I'm scheduling things, I'm going to look at my ideal week and I'm going to schedule things accordingly. So you you might want to leave some time in here for, you know, like play dates with a friend or maybe that'll be like, for me, I have that quiet time blocked out. And that's actually when I get like a lot of my personal tasks or um, when I can have like some self-care time in there. So something I don't put on here is uh, my self-care time in the morning, but that's something that you could put on here as well. But this is so crucial so that you know, okay, I know when I'm working, I know when we can schedule, you know, play dates or lunch dates, and it just helps, I feel like, know when you are available and when you're not. Because when you work from home, it's very easy for you to just bend and be like, oh, I'm flexible. Yeah, we can totally do that. And then you have to fit your work in around that. But if you already have your work blocks predetermined and set in place, then it makes it easier for you to look at this and be like, oh, you know what? Shoot, I really need to stay true to this work block. So I'm not going to be able to, you know, grab that lunch or do that play date with you that day. So tip number one is to create that ideal week. Tip number two is to prioritize yourself first. Now, I know that this can be really hard, and I have a bunch of complimentary episodes that I'm going to put in the show notes so that you can refer to this if you need help. If you have a hard time prioritizing your own self-care, this is where it starts. I cannot tell you how different of a day I have when I miss my self-care time in the morning. When I don't have time set aside to do what I want to do, I am so much more irritable. I am snapping at my kids left and right, and I'm just unhappy. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's so important that we take care of ourselves first before we're able to give our best to everyone else. So I don't have a whole lot to say on this because I do have so many episodes just related to this, but I wanted to give you just like a few couple of things that you can do. So one of the things that I do is I wake up early. I talked about this in a previous podcast episode, actually multiple previous episodes, but I just, I used to always think that I wasn't a morning person, but I just have trained myself to be a morning person because when I get to the end of the night, I just don't have energy and I am my best self in the morning and I want to give my best to myself in the morning and not just what's left over at the end of the day. And I think that's what most of us typically do as moms. And so I'm going to challenge you to try to wake up just a little bit earlier every day and do something that's specifically just for you. Okay, my third tip for you to running a successful business with kids at home is to give your kids what they need first, okay? And I talk a lot about this on my podcast as well, so I'm going to put more episodes specific to this in case you're struggling in this area. But kids need positive attention and they need positive control. 
And the positive attention part here is so important. And I notice when I haven't been doing this. Something that I heard in a audiobook that I was listening to recently, it was talking about our relationship with our kids, kind of like a bank account, and how when we pour into our children and we give them physical touch and we give them praise and we spend quality time with them, those are all deposits in the relationship bank account. But when we yell at them, we correct them, we direct them, we try to control the situation, those are withdrawals from the bank account. And if we are not depositing more than we're withdrawing, it can lead to really tough situations where your children might be super defiant. It might feel like you're at the end of your rope constantly because you just can't get through to this child. And I've experienced this multiple times with both of my kids. And it can be a challenge sometimes when we're so busy to want to take the time to stop and sort of figure out what's going on, do like an audit, right, of how are we, how are our relationships going? And so I actually really took that picture to heart because I was like, you know what, I think that's really fascinating to think of it that way. And so I actually ordered some clear envelopes from Amazon, and I'm going to be taping them onto like just like a cardstock, piece of cardstock, and I'm going to print out little green coins and red coins. And essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my kids audit each of their relationships. So relationship with mom, relationship with dad, relationship with brother, and relationship with sister. And we're going to put it visually available so they can see anytime they have an interaction with someone. So let's say it's my son and I, Anytime we have an interaction where he feels like I deposited into the relationship, he's going to go put a green coin into the envelope so that he can see the green coin. And then every time I do something that hurts his feelings or upsets him or just makes him feel sad, he will go and remove one of the green coins. And then if the green coins are gone he'll put a red coin in. And that will show me that his account is withdrawn. Our relationship is not in right standing. And I feel like this is going to be so helpful because now we're going to be looking for ways to deposit into the relationship. We're going to be looking and being like, oh no, there's not very many green coins in there. I need to add more green coins. And I sort of came up with this idea just out of desperation because I really am struggling with my two kiddos and with them getting along and they just are constantly fighting and I don't I don't like that obviously for my own sanity but also from a relationship perspective like I want them to be best friends and so my goal is to help them focus on the positive instead of me trying to give consequences or to be shaming them every time they're being mean to one another I want to say hey look at your relationship how are you guys feeling about the relationship And I want them to be able to see visually if their relationship is in right standing or not. So that's just a quick little side note for you, but I thought I would give that a try and I'll for sure follow up and let you know how that goes. So the other thing that I want you to think about when you give the kids, give your kids what they need is I want you to think about childcare. 
I know that this can sometimes be hard when you have young kids or maybe you don't have the finances or the budget to have childcare yet, but this is so crucial, I feel like, to create that separation. I remember when I was trying to like work and mom at the same time and I wasn't giving my best to either my work or my kids. And so I feel like when you can create that separation and you can be present where your feet are, you will find that your overwhelm dissipates. And so I have a great podcast episode that I will put in the show notes about creative ways to work with kids at home. So there are some paid options, but there are also some really creative options that don't require you to pay. So I would love for you to check that out as well if this is an area in which you need help with. Okay, tip number four is to be realistic. So With each child that you have, your capacity changes. So I think it's really important that you reflect on your capacity often and and re-shift your focus. Because I think oftentimes we assume that our capacity stays the same, but time and time again, we prove that it doesn't, that our capacity changes drastically especially when you have a lot going on in your personal life. And I think this is one of those things too that we sometimes fail to consider when we're thinking about work and we're just not understanding why we're not as creative or we're not as productive in our work time. And it's because we have so much on our plate personally and, you know, with motherhood in general. So I think it's important to be realistic and understand that your capacity is different than it once was. And depending on what season you're in, that changes. And so Like I said, just revisit your capacity often and reflect on it. So I recommend writing a top three every single week, personally and professionally. So this means that you're not going to put a to-do list together that's way unrealistic for you. I want you to start with just three tasks. And these are generally like bigger tasks. Like I wouldn't necessarily say that like write an email is a task, you know what I mean? But it could be like, keep up with client communication. So maybe that's one of your tasks. And then under that task, there's a few subtasks of a few emails that you have to write. So these are like three bigger things that you need to get done um, that are related to your business. And then do three things that are personal. And this could be like, hey, I'm going to set aside two hours to do, you know, a scrapbook, or I'm going to do knitting, whatever your hobby is. I don't know. I'm making stuff up right now. But like set aside some time that you like three things that you want to do personally for you. Or maybe you just need to like schedule a doctor's appointment. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, that sometimes feels like 25 tasks in one. Um, So Again, be realistic, pick three personal, three professional things, and get an accountability partner. So I have a really close industry friend who I keep in touch with every week, and we send each other our top three. Sometimes it turns into a top four, and then we check in with each other the next week, or sometimes during the week as well, to be like, hey, how are you doing on those three things? And it really helps us to stay accountable because we know that someone's going to ask us how it went. So get yourself an accountability partner. I also recommend that you use a task management system. Next week, I'm going to be sharing with you all of my favorite productivity tools, and Asana is one of them, but that's a task management system that allows you to keep track of your to-do list. And 
I also want to just point this out too, is that even though you have your top three every week, it's important that you create a time that you're going to get those done, a deadline. So using that task management system, add a due date on there of when you're going to do it and try to stick to that because I think often we are just like, oh, nobody knows that it was supposed to be due today. I'll just push it off till tomorrow. But if you can stay consistent and get those things done when you said that you were going to get them done, you will feel like such a more successful business owner. So stay true to your word. And then here's another tip is don't put more than three to five small tasks on your to-do list every workday. Sometimes I look at my Asana board and my tasks have like 15 tasks in a day. And I was like, who put that on there? Like who thought that that was possible? So it's important that you check in with your to-do list on a daily basis and make sure that you are being realistic. Okay. And my final tip for you is to be strategic. Be ruthless about the tasks that you actually need to do. On last week's podcast episode, I talked about proactive versus reactive tasks. That was introduced to me by Nathan Holritz, and I think it's really important. So those proactive tasks are the ones that increase your bottom line, that enable you to reach your goals. I call these the CEO work tasks, like the ones that are bigger picture and thinking about growth in your business. And those reactive tasks are things that just have to happen or things that you do to like put out the fire. And so we want to make sure that 75% of our tasks are actually those proactive tasks and that and the other 25% are the reactive tasks. I also want you to consider time tracking. This is going to help you see where you're spending your time and potentially where you might be wasting your time. So I am also going to be sharing this on next week's episode. So you're getting a quick little preview into my favorite productivity tools. But Toggle, I talk about this a lot. That is a free app that is a computer app, but also a phone app. And you can get a Chrome extension that you put on your browser and you can just start and stop the timer and set up different projects or like I like to call them categories of where you're spending your time. And then it puts it into like a nice report and a graph for you so that every week you can look and see this is how I'm spending my time. Now, of course, you do have to start and stop it. It is a habit that you get into, but I think it's really fun to be able to see where I'm spending my time. So this is really going to be key if you want to feel that balance as a business owner and a mom. I think oftentimes we get really stressed and overwhelmed, but it's because we're not taking the time to create our ideal week and think about our future self when we're scheduling things. We are failing to put ourselves first. We maybe are not giving our kids the attention and the positive control that they need in their day. We also might not be creating that separation. So we might be trying to work all the time when our kids are around and we're not giving ourselves that dedicated time to work. And then we might be unrealistic about our capacity and how much we can really get done in a week or in a day. And then finally, we just talked about how sometimes we're just not strategic and we're wasting time. So 
Those are the five tips that I have for you. I hope that you have found them valuable and helpful. And if so, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram. Please tag me at The Purpose Gathering and share this so more mamas just like you can find balance while running a successful photography business while their kiddos are at home. Until next time, mama, I'm here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.